you know, part of black equity is being able to level the playing fields. Part of understanding how this black equity game is going to work is us being able to shift the power. One of the ways to do that is by leveraging technology. Within technology, there's this thing called digital marketing. And what digital marketing allows is for the small guy to have the same opportunities as the big guy. And on today's episode, we're going to bring you a digital marketer who has built his own brand, his own company, and he's going to show you how to level the playing field. I'm DJ Motri of the Black Equity Network, and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. Black Equity listeners, we are here for another great episode of the Black Equity Podcast. I'm excited today. We have the CEO of Tatum Digital on the line, Michael Tatum. Michael, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, For those who don't know who you are, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Mike Tatum. I run uh, Tatum Digital, which is basically a lead generation platform for real estate agents, uh, personal injury lawyers, you know, private practice physicians, really helping them get leads, kind of leveraging the best practices that the biggest businesses out there in the world are leveraging. Think Uber, think Airbnb, uh, bringing my deep background of digital marketing expertise and really helping the smallest businesses out there. Um, and so my background is very heavily uh, settled in search engine marketing and Facebook advertising. And those are the two things we really center our business around in terms of lead generation. Um, and so I've worked for some of the really big tech companies. So I've worked with Compass, which is a really large real estate tech company. Mm-hmm. And more recently, I worked with GoCollect, which is a 
uh, collectibles tech company, um, and really just, you know, bring some of those best practices that I've learned over my career uh, to some independent local business owners that I just like, I actually love, like I love the independent dentist, you know, the independent lawyer, because they're out there building their own thing and kind of taking ownership over their expertise. Um, and I want to help them be successful and beat the bigger companies out there that are competing with them and kind of pushing on their market share. I love it. So really, hold, hold on now. You got, you yep. got me, you got me going <laughs> here. You yeah. are almost a secret weapon to any small business who's trying to uh, go toe-to-toe with the big company. Definitely, definitely. I think the biggest difference maker, I think, for businesses is really new business and business development. That really is what separates, you know, the big massive businesses from, you know, the small independent guy. Like big businesses, they have a team of experts just like me who are putting together the best practices or running, you know, lead generation like a well-oiled machine. And that's how they're able to stay leaps and bounds ahead of the small local business. Um, so I'm really trying to close that gap and see if there's an opportunity to make, you know, small businesses who do the same things, like they offer awesome customer experiences. They actually know the people that they're working with and build relationships. So I want to help them succeed. So let's kind of dive into maybe the entry level understanding yep. for a business owner who's listening, an investor who's listening. What is SEO? What is search and uh, the search engine world? What is it and why is it important for my business? Definitely, definitely. So looking specifically at search engines, search engines are key because they really replace how people find businesses today. So you imagine, uh, I may be dating myself a little bit, but back in the day, people would go to the phone book if they were looking for, mm -hmm. you know, local business. But now people are like, oh, I need something. They'll pull out their phone. They open Google. They type it into the search bar. So Google really is the funnel and decides, like, who gets that initial business. So you imagine when you're searching for any local business, any business that appears on that first page of Google is going to get the majority of the interest. Those are who people are going to go to because they're going to say, one, people are lazy. They're not going to click through several pages of search engine results. And then, two, they'll say, like, oh, if Google puts these people up here on the first page, they're obviously the best. They're the most authoritative. They're the experts in the space. And so that's why it's really, really important for local businesses, I think especially local businesses, have a strong presence on search engines. And primarily you get there through search engine marketing. So that's paid ads that you pay to Google, Bing, the other search engines to show up on that first page and first position. Because um, when you look at other things like search engine optimization, which is on the organic side. So search engine optimization focuses on like how do you organically rank? So once you get past the few ads at the top, you'll see like the organic rankings. Um, that takes a really long time to build. A lot of businesses don't have the time to invest in search engine optimization. So that's why I'm really big about paid marketing in terms of getting you new business like immediately. And so if I'm understanding correctly, if I'm a local business, if I'm an independent contractor, if I'm doing something locally, I need yeah. to really be focusing on how do I dominate my local market? Not necessarily trying yeah. to compete nationally, but let me For take sure. care of what's in my backyard. Am I understanding yeah. correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly spot on. And I think that's where the big opportunity is for local businesses. Because, you know, the big national companies that are working worldwide, um, they don't know the, the independent, like the, that your specific market as well as you do. You can tar you know the neighborhood, you know the, the audience you're going after. You probably know them much better than a lot of the big national chains that are going after them. So you kind of use that to your advantage to kind of get in 
and make sure you're speaking directly to the people that you want to work with. Awesome. So before we kind of dive into uh, what it's like to work with you and, and uh, what are some of the, the best steps in that in that space? How did you get into this sector? How did you get into this world? What was your first stumbling <laughs> into this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. A little bit about my background. I actually, uh, right out of high school, I joined the Army. Um, and I was there for like six years. Okay. And yeah, so I kind of did my time. Uh, I deployed to Iraq back in 2008. Um, upon getting back, I decided to get out and go to college full time. And so I initially started out uh, studying history. So because I'm a really, really big history buff. Um, so if any of the listeners, you know, you're big about history. I love to chat about history. So hit me up. Um, but then, you know, I was really thinking about where I wanted to go with my career. And even though like I love history, I had a passion for it. I really didn't want to get into teaching history, um, like thinking about being a teacher. Nothing against that. I actually have the utmost respect for teachers, but it, it's a really, really hard job. that's often very thankless. Um, so it's a little bit of a tough fit for me. But eventually I kind of found my, my wheelhouse in uh, communications and marketing specifically. Um, but what I really loved about it is kind of, kind of connecting to my passion about history you get so much insight about people. So when I'm running campaigns, I'm getting leads, I'm learning so much about their audience. What gets them to click? You know, if they're scrolling through Facebook, what gets them to stop that, stop and look at something? Or if they're on a search engine, what, you know, what, you know, series of words together makes them say, oh, this person's going to solve my problem. I'm going to click through. And then you get into like, you know, how people navigate websites and analytics on the back. And it teaches you so much about people. Um, and that's what I really connected with. And that's what I ended up studying, uh, graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University out of their advertising program. And since then, I've just been on this digital marketing road. Awesome. So let's dive into history. You say you want to talk about history. So yep. <laughs> let's go right into it. What, yep. what uh, in history has been one of those key things that you keep going back to and studying? Uh, just on the personal side, it doesn't have to be anything... Uh, dealing with what we're talking about today. But on, yep. on a personal side, what is something that you keep going back and visiting? Yeah, for me, I'm kind of really interested in like the, the earliest of earliest history. Like I love learning about ancient civilizations. I think, you know, thinking about like when man first started walking the earth, how did they understand the world? Like how did Greek mythology come about? How did like indigenous traditions of Africa come about and what did they believe in? Um, so that's really, really near and dear to my heart. And one of my favorite books that I've actually read several times is a book called Sapiens. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar, I'm but not... oh yeah, it's game. a, yeah, for sure. So Sapiens is a really great book. Um, uh, you need to check it out on Amazon. So it's a, so a historian kind of wrote like what's an entire history of mankind. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really ambitious project. Um, he obviously doesn't go super deep because obviously we don't know what was there at the dawn of mankind. But he uses a little research to connect the dots and talk about how man ended up in the place that they are today. Like what are the small differences in terms of like the earliest tribes of people who ever walked the earth and how did they differentiate each other in terms of you think about problems we still have today around race. Um, that happened in the earliest days where a tribe of people who, you know, had lighter, fair hair, differentiated themselves from people who had darker, curlier hair. And that was the only difference they saw between each other. But that was enough to create a rift and say, 
these people are in this tribe, these other people are in another tribe. And they fight and they don't really mix well. So thinking about like going all the way back, we're really still having a lot of the same problems today. And that's what I love about history. Like going back into history teaches you so much about where we are today and what we need to do in the future to be able to change that. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned tribes. Well, that's one of my favorite books uh, by yeah. Seth Godwin. He talks about yeah. uh, how to build a following, how to build a tribe. And so for sure, uh, that actually then relates back to what we're talking about today on digital marketing and yep. building, you know, somewhat of a following. What are some of the steps for people who are just going to get into this space as an entrepreneur? Uh, Hopefully they get the opportunity to work with you. But just in case they don't, what are some, yep. one or two things that they need to be considering when it's time for them to attract a tribe to their, their company or their brand? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is you'll probably hear people talking about like serving a niche a whole lot, um, which is really key today. So I think where most businesses go wrong is like, say you're a real estate agent and, you know, you just got your license, you're ready to get started. And you go out there and you tell people, like, I'm a real estate agent. You know, I work in, let's say, the greater New York City area. And so you're, you're trying to brain yourself as a real estate agent in the greater New York City area. That's very, very general. There's probably thousands of, you know, real estate agents in the greater New York City area. Where you really break through is when you kind of break it down and serve a specific niche. So you can say, oh, I am the real estate agent for suburban moms in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So there's a much more natural opening. And it, you know, when people see, oh, they specifically work with people just like me, they're not general. I don't know if they're a good fit. They say, oh, they're an exact fit because I'm a suburban mom living in Manhattan. Why, else, why, why would I work with anyone else? Right. They get me. Right. And so that's what you're really looking for. And so on the other side of that, someone may say, well, what if I niche down too much? What if I niche down to a point where I'm only getting this sector of people and it's not enough business? What, what uh, response do you have for that? Yeah, I think from there, it really is, you know, I think, you know, you don't have to worry about being too narrow okay. until you reach, uh, you know, your, your kind of block, which is going to be really, really high. Like there are a lot of people serving very specific niches that easily make six, seven figures a year. So it's usually not as big of a problem as people think. I think from there, you can kind of expand. And as a local business, you're always building your network. So that niche that you build with, you know, single or, or urban, you know, moms in Manhattan is they're naturally going to refer you to other people, you know, mm -hmm. older people who are looking to, you know, downsize. And you're going to naturally get into other markets just by really serving that niche and really being a partner to them. Okay, so outside of a niche, what's something else someone would want to consider uh, when they decide to go towards digital marketing? Yeah, uh, the other thing is really thinking about content. So content's one of the unique ways for you to get results in terms of digital marketing. So, um, you know, like I was saying, like general call to actions, like, you know, looking to sell your house, you know, things like that are going to be thrown out by pretty much everyone in your industry that's working in your area. But what you can do is you can develop like some customized content, like, you know, what are some tips for, you know, moving when you're pregnant? So a piece like that obviously serves a very specific niche, but it stands out from everybody else. It's like looking to sell your house, you know, you know, a small percentage of my commission off, things like that. Say, oh, this is something that's really unique to my situation. And that's what's going to get you a click over, you know, the person who has put a ton of money in. They have the top result. Um, 
on like say Google, um, but you really get into content. Think about what's that custom content that nobody's serving out there. And if you serve that, that's your opportunity to make connections and kind of beat those bigger guys that are out there. So it's, it's really speaking directly to who I want to attract. Exactly. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. And I feel like that's where people often, uh, like I said, they go wrong because they want to go, they want to be for everybody and then they end up being for nobody. Mm, 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 very deep. Okay. If you are a black owned business or an investor and you would like to advertise on our show, go ahead and send us a message at DJM at DJMoultrie.com. Now back to the show. Okay. Uh, so if I'm deciding, okay, I really need to incorporate this into my business. I need this to be a part of what I'm doing on a daily basis. How does someone go about uh, reaching out to you, working with you, or finding, uh, you know, the right digital uh, marketer to partner with? Yeah, for sure. So I think there are a couple things you got to look at. So you have to look at, you know, what is like, what's your scale? Like how much are you spending on marketing? So like, for instance, like Tatum Digital, our entry level package uh, just for our management fee is $500 per month. Okay. Um, so that's 500. You obviously would need to be able to afford $500 a month to work with us. But from there, you also have your advertising budget. So this is how much you're going to spend to run ads on Google, Facebook. Um, and so you have to think about that too. So it really gets into like, how much are you willing to spend? And so for me, like, I'm, I love digital marketing. Like, I actually, I dream about this. I do this in my, my relaxed time. So even if people are like, hey, you know, I'm not quite at a scale where I can, you know, pay $500 a month to work with you, um, I'm always open. Like, I love, like, you know, people to hit me up and saying, hey, you know, I'm really early. I don't have any revenue. I just need some quick tips to get going. Like, completely free of charge. If you message me on LinkedIn, you know, you hit me up on Instagram, I'll give you, I'll tell you exactly what I think, try to help you get going. Um, and that's where I'm kind of headed. Like, I've also been very interested in the whole course aspect and building out some sort of free courses, because I don't want it to be like another business where it's like, oh, we only work with people who are already successful and already doing well. I really want to make sure I bridge the gap and kind of build people up. What was it like when you uh, first launched uh, Tatum Digital? What was that process like as an entrepreneur and, and putting everything in place and putting the systems together? Tell us a little bit about yeah, that journey. Definitely, definitely. Um, it was actually really, really interesting. My, uh, my wife is actually my partner in this venture. Okay, cool. Initially, it was her idea. Um, so she was like, you know, looking at what I was doing for like the tech company that I was working for, she's like, you know, why, why aren't you just doing this on your own? Like the real value is like the knowledge that you have and the skills that you've learned over time. Like, why don't you leverage that for yourself? Um, initially, like I was a little bit hesitant because I was like, for one, I was like looking at like marketing consultants and marketing agencies and seeing like the market is very saturated. Like if you're on social media and you're a business owner, you've probably been reached out by hundreds of people like, oh, I'll get you new clients. I'll get you new leads. And so I didn't want to fall into that crowd. So it took me a little while to think about it and think about like, what is my real purpose and what is my contribution? How am I going to differentiate myself? Because for me, it's not just going to be about money like it is for a lot of people who are like cold messaging businesses out there. It has to be about something bigger. So that's when I really got into like, we're developing a philosophy and we're kind of really thinking about who are the businesses that we want to work with and what's our purpose for helping them. So for us, it's all about growth. So for me, 
you know, we set our fees intentionally low. So if you look at, you know, managed socials, media, uh, and digital marketing services, we're much lower than the competition, specifically because I want to get in and I want to work and I want to help businesses grow. So for me, it's not about getting some huge paycheck from you in terms of managing your digital marketing. I want to help you grow. I want to see you get bigger. I want to see, you know, this time next year, your business is, you know, twice as big as it was the year before. Like, that's the real value that I get out of it. Awesome. And so the philosophy is around growth. Yep. Uh, how, what is that experience like when you worked with a business owner and they were on one plateau, they couldn't get to that next level. And with your services, you're able to get them to that next level. What is that experience yep. like? And then what has been the feedback? Yeah, I mean, it's the biggest, like, for me, that's like the hugest value. I think, you know, the type of businesses we work with, oftentimes, like, they're kind of going it alone. You imagine like, you know, just an independent dentist who is, you know, doing everything. Like obviously they're, they're working on people's teeth, but they're also doing accounting. They're also doing, you know, trying to do marketing on their own. They're doing handling tax stuff. So they're doing so many things um, that they don't have time to do a lot of them really, really well. And so coming in, I'm able to say, hey, I can take, you know, new business completely off your plate. Don't have to worry about it anymore. We got it from here. We'll put together a strategy. And we'll run it. And then I think that is like usually the biggest stressor. Like every business we talk to is like my biggest stress is like I'm doing all these things just to execute the service of my business. I don't feel like I can dedicate enough time to bringing in new customers or doing marketing the way that I really should be. And so that is like just this huge like sigh of relief, I think, as we're working with businesses. And it, that's really, really great to see. And then as we're kind of working with them, we're able to build that level of growth and they're able to, you know, oh, I can just go do my job, run my practice, you know, serve my clients during the day. And at the end of the day, when I come back, there's a pipeline of new leads sitting in my CRM system or sitting in my email inbox. And that is like just a really great feeling for them. Now, would you would you be able to set that up for us? You'll, you'll set up the CRM yep. system and all, for the, sure. all the different uh, intricate parts that go into managing the clients that come in? Yep. Yep. Kind of going along with my experience, I spent a lot of time working with, you know, building out like marketing funnels, you know, plugging in with a lot of different CRM systems. So, yeah, certainly, you know, we can plug in with all of the major CRM systems. And if there is, you know, some that people use a little more niche, um, I have the technical expertise to go in the background, figure out how we work with it, how we plug directly into your CRM system, because the biggest thing is we want it to be as easy and seamless as possible. So, um, yeah, we're really big on like, taking, you know, you, we want the business owner themselves to not have to do worry anything about lead generation. All they do is sit back, get leads. We'll regularly send weekly reports on how your marketing is performing. But other than that, we want to take that completely off your plate. Now, Mike, now this is a personal question. I'm sorry, yep. audience that's listening in, but I have <laughs> to know. So I have a book coming out. Would you be okay. interested in working with authors for those who are uh, potentially putting out their own books? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, authors are, it's a really, really interesting niche. I actually haven't worked with an author okay, yet, okay. Um, but yeah, I'd be very, very excited. Because okay. um, I'm always like, like, I'm big, like I always love new, interesting businesses. Um, and there's actually one that we've uh, worked with recently that's actually really fun. It's called, uh, I'll give them a little free plug. It's okay. called Flex and Fly. Flex and Fly. So, so Flex, Flex and Fly, they're actually launching uh, later this spring. But uh, a woman's running in. She's building out a platform for people who are in the airport to quickly book and do uh, yoga sessions. Oh, um, nice. 
Yeah, which is really cool. So imagine you're in the airport, you want to de-stress before flight. Um, she actually is building the platform where you can like, oh, at the airport you're in, book it, you know, do a quick stretch, get your yoga on, and then you're relaxed and ready to get on the flight. Um, so yeah, things like that. We're always looking for cool, interesting businesses. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, so what are some of the other sectors that you've uh, been do- uh, working with? Uh, mainly and then also just like you said some fun ones that have kind of come up here and there yeah so i think it's really um our business we work with or any business that's like client base or you're looking or leads are a big part of your business so everything from real estate to private practice physicians to lawyers um like i said we've worked with flex and fly you know more of on the tech side of you know platforms where it's like oh, I need to get more app users or really anything where you're about kind of like generating leads or generating demand for a product or service. Okay, awesome, awesome. Want more access to the Black Equity Network? Perfect. I have just a solution for you. I want you to text 669-238-2434. Once again, that's 669-238-2434. I want you to text the keyword Black Equity to 669-238-2434. Now, what is that going to do? That's going to give you access to our personal Rolodex of business contacts. So every time that we have a potential business partnership, a business opportunity, someone says, hey, I want you to let people know about a job opportunity, we're going to send a message out to everybody who has text Black Equity to 669-238-2434. If I were you, I would send a text message right now. Back to the show. Now, uh, on the other side of digital marketing, you may be able to speak to this. You may not. I know you love history, so we'll yep. see. The, on the digital marketing side, it's, it's rumored that digital marketing, social media played a huge uh, component in the last elections. And yep. so I'm wondering if you're able to speak to what did you witness uh, as someone who kind of has the the experience and the know-how, did you witness a lot of those things happening at the time? Or, yep. or when you found out later, you're like, wow, that's what they, they did. They used digital marketing to, you know, leverage their results. Yeah. And I think that really is a big part of why you're seeing, you know, platforms like Twitter ban political advertising. There's a whole conversation about Facebook and how they pr- – how they approach uh, political advertising, because I think that it is a really huge difference maker. And you look at some of the most well-funded candidates in this upcoming campaign, they're all ready to dump the vast majority of their marketing budget into digital because they know, one, that's where they're going to reach people. People are disproportionately spending a majority of their time on Facebook, on you know, Google. So they're going to put a ton of money into those platforms. And unlike, you know, other traditional media platforms you think about like television and radio digital marketing there's no there's no uh, regulation around it so like with tv advertising if you offer a specific amount of airtime to one candidate you actually have to offer it to their competing candidates but that's not the case with digital marketing right however much money you put into it that's going to be you're going to be number one on the feed you're going to stay up there as far as advertising so a lot of people like they're able to basically drown out other candidates so you don't hear from, you know, the other candidates outside of like Tom Steyer, who's going to be a big spender in the on the Democratic side of things like the other candidates. You're probably not going to see much of them on on Facebook, on, you know, when you're searching for Google in terms of ads that are popping up. 
just because they don't have the big budget to spend there. So their message is often drowned out. So I do think there has to be some sort of accountability, I think, especially when it comes to political advertising. Otherwise, it becomes whoever has the most money can push themselves into office. And also what I noticed, this is just another thing that I noticed last year, was there was uh, reports that on Facebook uh, there were advertising uh, discrepancies towards uh, towards black people in the housing yep. uh, housing side, uh, as far as uh, offering uh, uh, mortgage uh, opportunities, the mortgage rates, affordable housing. They were saying yep. that Facebook was kind of uh, allowing certain things to come in on their platform that would stop the opportunities for uh, people who look like you and I to be able to have those same opportunities. Have you noticed any of that as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's also a big conversation as well. I think, you know, Facebook in particular has, has had to grapple with a lot lately. And in my own background, I worked for a real estate tech company where this was actually a really big conversation in terms of who they were advertising with. So looking at like, big markets like New York City or Boston, you know, you think about like, these are really, really expensive high rise condos are selling. And, you know, a lot of times the the thought is, oh, I'm going to, you know, target this one specific zip code that I know is tailored to wealthier white people, because I feel like that's who's going to buy this Mm -hmm. apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, that goes like against all of the whole fair housing laws and everything. Um, So Facebook has had to to really reckon with that. And I think once you dig into the platform, you'll find that Facebook tries to kind of skirt around this by, they don't necessarily let you uh, segment by race, but there is, you know, an African-American affinity uh, targeted audience, which is basically saying, oh, we know African-American people typically like these different things. So anybody who likes, say, BET, other things that kind of, you know, notate them as possibly being African-American, that's an audience. And so... That's the way they're kind of, you know, skirting around and saying, oh, we're not guaranteeing all these people are African-American. But if they like BET, they're liking stuff on, you know, black enterprise, you know, things like that. We're going to put them in this audience. Yeah. You know, we we had a recent episode uh, talking about, you know, uh, voting with your dollars and how uh, we uh, we in our culture have some of the highest spending and we have a, a lot of uh, consumer power but sometimes we don't necessarily leverage it the right way for uh, sure and so you know if you understand uh, digital marketing you understand what's being uh, thrown at you on the other side of things I think that can also educate you as well so you, you'll know okay well yeah that's that's great what you're advertising towards me but I yep. really want to support this particular brand I want to support this particular person uh, yeah, because they actually care about my community. Definitely, definitely. Um, and yeah, I think that's key. And that's a big part of what we're trying to do here at, you know, Tatum Digital. I think, you know, as a as a black founder, like I really want I want to work with minority businesses. And that's really what we're kind of building towards. Um, obviously, we'll work with anyone like, you know, I like to work with great people. But I think specifically, if there's a way to kind of equal the scales and work with more minority businesses, that's definitely the direction that we're looking to go. So if, if someone is listening and they're a black entrepreneur, they have their small business, they have their enterprise, they're an investor, they should be they really should be reaching out to you to figure out, well, how do we get this thing going? 
Yeah. How do we go sure. ahead and begin a, a campaign and and start working together so we can be uh, dominant within our local market? Definitely, definitely, and definitely. You know, I want all the listeners to know, like. This isn't like, oh, I need to pay to access this guy or the first time you reach out, you're going to get an invoice for $500. Like, I really want to help people. And like, even if like you're a business where like, I can't afford to, to work with you in an official capacity, you know, hit me up. I'll give you like, I have a lot of things that I've learned over my career. I can easily get you some strategies to get going and it's completely free of charge. Like, I just want to help people be better. Awesome. Well, that was going to be my next question. So uh, if, if I if I contact you and I want to work with you, what is the first meeting? Uh, can you kind of, you know, paint what the first meeting would be? Yeah, for sure. So my first thing is, you know, I want to get to know uh, you as a person. You know, how did you get into the business you're in? I want to know, like, how, like, who you typically work with. Uh, in terms of customer demographics, because I think, you know, it's actually interesting. A lot of people will be kind of, you know, hesitant about focusing on a specific niche, but typically you'll see their clients kind of fall into a similar pattern regardless, uh, just because, you know, they, they're plugged into a network and clients are going to refer you to other clients that are kind of like them. So right. I'll get to know a little bit about who you typically work with and say, hey, you know, based on who you're working with, I think, you know, you're going to have to invest heavily into Facebook or like if they're working with very young audiences, you know, I'll say, oh, you know, maybe you want to focus a little more on Instagram, maybe try out, you know, TikTok advertising, you know, I'll kind of learn about their audience and say, hey, you know, based on my experience, this is where I think you have the most opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, Michael, I'm really excited uh, for our audience because I think you are a perfect person for people to reach out to. Uh, yeah, in this space, I, I think your services are going to be vital to every walk of life. <laughs> so, Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for that. Are there any final thoughts for those who are entrepreneurs who are looking to start their own business or have already launched their business uh, that are considering uh, bringing on digital marketing? Yeah, I think, you know, my biggest advice is to, you know, just like I tell my businesses, I think look for someone who can connect with you and understand where you're at as an entrepreneur. I think for me, like this, my business is still very much in the early startup stages. So a lot of the same struggles, you know, business owners are going through right now. I, I go through with my business as well. So look for people that can kind of really meet you where you are. Um, that's my biggest piece of advice. <laughs> and how can people reach out to you and work with you? What is the best uh, avenue? Yep, for sure. For sure. Um, for one, you can uh, check out our website at TatumDigital.com. Um, and you can also email me directly. Um, my email is Mike at TatumDigital.com. Um, and you'll find me on social media. So I'm very active on you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook. So yeah, just you know, hit me up. Um, message me. Like I love you know, getting to know new entrepreneurs and seeing if I can help you guys out. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the Black Equity Podcast. The doors thank are you. open for you to come back on the show in the future, uh, especially okay. if we want to zoom in on a specific sector. We can for sure. uh, look at that sector and look at how we can leverage digital marketing to dominate okay. our individual spaces. I'm definitely interested in that conversation. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Like I said, I'm always here. Definitely. We are truly grateful for today's guest. 
If you are interested in becoming an approved Black Equity Strategic Partner with this company or one in the past, simply send us an interest inquiry to the following email, djm at djmotri.com. Once again, djm at djmotri.com. Let us know your name, your company, your services, and which guests you are interested in partnering with. As an approved partner, you will have exclusive access to our network and have first opportunity at future partnerships as well. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Equity Podcast.